Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, we got rumors, we got news. There's rumors about the Dodgers possibly in the trade market for Michael Nelson Trout. Also possibly the trade market for Dylan Cease. I don't know Dylan Cease's middle name. Also, there's some news. The Dodgers didn't non-tender anybody. And Aaron Nola, who was maybe going to be a Dodgers free agent target, target is off the board. Uh, that's what's on tap. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperio. We're doing a split episode today, so I will be with you for the first half. Vince will come along for the second half. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room, so we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And speaking of get started, let's get started here with the podcast. Uh, some news, nothing major news-wise uh, for the Dodgers this weekend. Uh, the non-tender deadline came and went, and the Dodgers didn't non-tender anybody. I'm going to talk about that in the second segment. That's really the, the only Dodger-specific news that came out this weekend, but there were some rumors, and they were pretty juicy. Vince later is going to talk about the rumor about the Dodgers being in the market for Dylan Cease. That was reported by Bob Nightingale. Uh, I'm going to talk right now about the rumor that the Dodgers might be going after Mike Trout in a trade. That was reported by Hector Gomez, who it's hard to know. Hector Gomez is hit and miss. Uh, he has often had pretty good success with this kind of thing. Uh, when he's talking about Latin American players, I think he has more of an in with them. This report was that the Dodgers are going to be heavy in the market to sign Shohei Otani and trade for Mike Trout. Uh, you know, I, I don't know Hector Gomez. I don't know what connections he has. I don't know who his sources are. So I don't really have any way of judging the veracity of this, uh, this tweet. I do think it makes sense that the Dodgers would be after the best free agent on the market. And if one of the best players in baseball became available in a trade, I think that makes sense that they might be interested in that too. So nothing about it screams he's making this up. But even still, it seems really, really unlikely that the Dodgers would end up with both Shohei Otani and, and Mike Trout. Otani, uh, it, it's up to Otani. And, and we've talked a lot about how none of us really know what Otani is valuing the most in his free agency. Uh, his, his endorsement you know, uh, what's the word? I guess endorsement contracts will be worth a lot more than his baseball playing contract anyway. And so he may not stress too much about the dollar figure. Also, a lot of the time, the thing driving free agents to get the top dollar is setting the precedent. You know, if you're the best pitcher on the market, you know, well, next year's best pitcher, his contract is going to be based at least somewhat on what I signed for this year. And so out of a duty to your union brothers, you, 
uh, feel the need to go for top dollar. Uh, and we've talked about how that doesn't necessarily apply as much to Otani simply because there are no comps. Uh, there's not going to be somebody next year or five years from now in free agency who is one of the best hitters and one of the best pitchers in baseball. And so Otani doesn't need to worry too much about setting the precedent for future free agents because he's such a unicorn anyway. And so if Otani ends up with the Dodgers, it'll be because Otani wants to play for the Dodgers, not necessarily because the Dodgers outbid everybody or anything like that. Now, not to say the money doesn't matter at all, but I'm going to have a lot of teams bidding a lot of money for Otani. And I'm not convinced that he's going to take the highest bidder dollar wise. Uh, I think there are other things that he probably values. And, and we just don't really have any way of knowing, you know, where that, how that priority list lays out and how much he values certain things. Uh, so Otani could definitely end up with the Dodgers. Trout seems a little bit more questionable simply because Artie Marino, the Angels owner, hates the Dodgers. Uh, he has little brother syndrome. He pretends that his team plays in Los Angeles because he really wants to be from Los Angeles. Uh, they did work out a trade uh, at the end of 2019, and it fell apart. It was going to be Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling and Andy Paez going to the Angels. Uh, we we heard some little bits of who it might have been coming back to the Dodgers, probably Luis Ranjifo, maybe Taylor Ward. I never got the full thing, uh, but that was at the same time the Dodgers were trading for Mookie Betts, and that got held up when the Betts trade got held up because of the Red Sox. And Artie Marino took his ball and went home and said, I'm not trading with you then. And uh, I'd be interested to see if Marino is willing even to entertain an offer from the Dodgers. Now, if Marino is looking to trade Trout, it would make sense to leak a rumor that he's open to trading with the Dodgers because the Dodgers have a lot of money and have a very deep farm system. So the Dodgers, if Trout was traded, the Dodgers make a lot of sense as a target. Also, they have a need in the outfield. Uh, and so if Marino does want to trade Trout, uh, he would be foolish to limit his his market by saying, I'm not going to trade him to the Dodgers. Now, Arden Marino and Foolish, they're pretty good friends. Uh, so it's not uh, unrealistic that he would do something foolish. But, you know, he's also a successful businessman. And so, you know, he probably has good instincts sometimes too. And it would make sense for him to at least pretend to be willing to trade Trout to the Dodgers if he's looking to get the top offer from somebody who's not the Dodgers. But if we're talking about, you know, if we put that aside, I love the idea of Mike Trout on the Dodgers uh, for a lot of different reasons. I, I mentioned this on Twitter. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman were two of my favorite players even before they were Dodgers. And so when they came to the Dodgers, I was super excited. I, I, I'm excited whenever a good player comes to the Dodgers, but I was extra excited for both of those guys because I liked them so much as people and as players. You know, they're among my favorite players. And so it was great to see them in Dodger blue. Mike Trout is right up there for me. My car is named after Mike Trout. All cars should be named after baseball players. My current car is named after Mike Trout. Uh, and, and Shohei Otani is right up there too. He's my one of my daughter's favorite players. Mookie Betts and Shohei Otani are, are her two favorite players. I, I love Otani. I love Trout. I would love to have both of them in Dodger blue, both for the on-field and the off-field uh, aspects. Uh, and, and it would be an awesome way to continue after getting Freddie and Mookie uh, after that, I, I was trying to think who would be my next two if the Dodgers got Otani and Trout. I think, you know, and, and this is off the top of my head, there's a lot of, there's not many baseball players I dislike actively, and there's a lot of players I really like. Uh, but the two that came to my mind are Zach Gallen and Julio Rodriguez. 
I don't think either of them are going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but but those are a couple more guys who I really, really like. Um, Nolan Arnado might be on the list, although Arnado is one of those guys who I, I would love him if he was a Dodger. I don't like him as much when he's not a Dodger. So it's more of just a he's a good player. Um, so anyway, I'd love to have Trout. He whether that means that Mookie Betts can move to second base full time and you have, you know, uh, the, the Dodgers would still need a right fielder in that case, because I think Trout, Trout's always been a left uh, center fielder. I think he would make sense as a left fielder with Outman in center, uh, or you can flip flop those guys or trade them off, you know, okay. I'll alternate days. Um, but you know, Outman and Trout, Troutman, we'll call them. They could definitely cover the left side of the outfield. Dodger would still need a right fielder. So that could be Chris Taylor, you know, or whatever. But if they did want to move Mookie Betts to second base permanently, adding an outfielder or two, would be a big part of that. And Trout obviously will be awesome when he's healthy. He's still one of the best players in baseball. Uh, and, and I think that he would be invigorated playing for a, a perennial contender like the Dodgers. Trout does have a full no trade clause because I, I don't even know if there's one in his contract, but he's a 10, five player anyway, meaning he's been in the league for 10 years and on the same team for at least the last five. And those players automatically have a full no trade clause anyway. And so Trout would have to approve any trade, which you know gives him some leverage. Uh, if if the Dodgers were to sign Otani, and I go back and forth, it's like, okay, would we want the Dodgers to sign Otani first and then trade for Trout, or trade for Trout first, and would that help convince Otani to sign with the Dodgers? Uh, but you know, it could make Artie Marino less willing to trade Trout to the Dodgers if they had already signed Otani. A lot of stuff to think about, uh, and, and you know, obviously the prospect hall would be big, but. Trout's owed a lot of money, and so it wouldn't be as big as you might think. So we'll probably talk more about this if this rumor keeps getting legs uh, over the next week or two. Uh, we'll talk more about it. But, uh, you know, on a superficial level, I'm on board. Bring me Mike Trout. Uh, I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about the Dodgers not non-tendering any players at the non-tender deadline, and then I'll turn it over to Vince. So thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Uh, for clarification, a money line bet means you pick the winner. No, we're not talking spreads. We're not talking over under. Just saying, I think Team X is going to win. If they win and you bet at least five bucks, you get $150 in bonus bonus bets. Uh, tonight, Monday Night Football is a rematch of last year's Super Bowl. Uh, the Eagles against the Chiefs, Jason Kelsey against Travis Kelsey, you know, uh, and you have to bet on the winner. And that's a tough one. The Eagles are eight and one. The Chiefs are seven and two. They're both very good teams. Uh, and so it's a hard one. And unfortunately, you can't bet on, you know, the over-under on how many times uh, ESPN mentions Taylor Swift, uh, you know, anything like that. It has to be, you got to pick the winner. But all you have to do is bet $5. So if you feel really good about the Eagles, bet $5. If they win, you get $150 in bonus bets. And the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Hey, I'm back. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. I also want to remind you, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Uh, It's called Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, and you can check that out. It's Like I said, it's streaming 24-7, and it's covering all the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Also want to remind you, they also have a Locked On Los Angeles sports uh, channel. Search for that and you'll find this podcast there. It's also streaming 24 hours a day. So all of your uh, sports needs and all your baseball Los Angeles sports needs uh, are covered with Locked On's YouTube channels. I want to thank our everydayers for being with us every day. If you're not an everydayer, please just become one by watching or listening every weekday morning. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please let us know what you think in the YouTube comment section. Love to hear your thoughts on Mike Trout. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. Vince will give you all that contact info at the end, like we always do. And uh, the, the non-tender de- deadline was on Friday. The deadline for every team to decide, okay, these players who are not yet in free agency, do we want them back next year? Do we want to tender them a contract? For players in the zero three-year range, that means uh, paying them roughly the league minimum. And for players in the arbitration range, three to six years, that means paying them whatever they're going to earn in our arbitration. And we had talked about the possibility of the Dodgers non-tendering a couple guys. Uh, some people that came to mind, Victor Gonzalez, uh, Ryan Yarbrough, Brian Hudson, uh, even Yancy Almonte was, you know, a possibility. In the end, though, the Dodgers didn't non-tender anyone. And that doesn't mean necessarily that they that they will have all these guys next year. Uh, it just means they weren't willing to give them up for free. And that could be as simple as they see trade value in some of these guys. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough probably has trade value for what he's going to make in arbitration and the value he brings, he could be, I mean, the role he played for the Royals last year, a starting pitcher or a long reliever on a bad team. That That's a, a pretty good role for him. He also could fill a role, you know, at, but for the Dodgers, and he could just be a backup plan right now. Okay, just in case we get shut out on the starting pitching market, at least we have a veteran there who can, who can take down some innings for us. I think the most likely thing with Yarbrough is that he gets traded before opening day. Uh, they They figure out some sort of trade, whether he's included in a, a bigger trade or a smaller trade that's just for him. Uh, but, you know, a guy like Yarbrough has trade value probably. Brian Hudson, young, left-handed, maybe has some trade value, could be a guy that stays in the organization and just keeps occasionally getting shots in the big leagues. Victor Gonzalez, I think, was the biggest surprise for me. Uh, just The Dodgers' 40-man roster is at 39 players right now. They plan on adding more than one player this offseason. And, obviously, if they – add some of these guys in a trade, you know, Vince is going to talk in a couple minutes about Dylan Cease from the White Sox. And we saw last week the trade that the the Braves made with the White Sox where they gave the White Sox five players for one White Sox pitcher. Uh, I'm not going to go into that too much because that I don't want to uh, step on Vince's toes, but, you know, that, that sort of trade could make sense for clearing out some roster spots, whether it is Dylan Cease or any other trade. Uh, and, but Victor Gonzalez surprised me because he doesn't strike me as a guy with a lot of trade value, but maybe he is. I mean, he's a left-handed reliever. He has had success in the big leagues in the past. It's been a while though. 
And so maybe the Dodgers think he has trade value, or maybe it's as simple as, okay, if we can't trade him, we cut him, we're on the hook for his million bucks or whatever he's going to make this year, and that's okay. Um, it's not a lot of money, a lot of money when you're coming from the standpoint of the Dodgers. So maybe that's maybe it's as simple as that. Either way, though, it was slightly surprising. I I guess no individual player was a super shock that he wasn't on tendered, but I would say it was at least slightly surprising that no one was non tendered. Uh, but that leaves, you know, right now the Dodgers we're we're two weeks away, two ish weeks away from the rule five draft, at which point, you know, then the roster really opens up. Um, but the Dodgers have, they have options to make room on the roster for free agents or trade targets, whether that's Mike Trout or Dylan Cease. One guy who won't be a target in free agency is Aaron Nola. I'm going to let Vince tell you about that in a minute because Nola did sign with the Phillies. So Vince is going to come in and talk to you about Aaron Nola. He's going to talk to you about Dylan Cease and the trade rumors about him. So that's going to do it for me. Uh, and I'm going to turn it over to Vince. So thanks for listening. And Vince will be along in a minute. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Vince here to close out the episode. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Locked On Dodgers. All right, like Jeff mentioned, I'll be talking about uh, the Bob Nightingale report rumor that the Dodgers and White Sox are talking about Dylan Cease and the fact that Aaron Nola is off the board as Dodgers. Uh, These kind of go hand in hand, obviously, because they're both starting pitchers. They both would would fill needs for the Dodgers, and it doesn't necessarily mean much in terms of what the Dodgers would have to give up for Cease. Um, it would, it does kind of set the pitching market a little bit, um, just for the simple fact that now we know a guy like Aaron Nola got seven years around just under 25 mil a year, which may be a lot, uh, obviously, you know, the Phillies, it appeared that the Phillies didn't want Aaron Nola to go to Atlanta and maybe they, well, I don't know if they overpaid because the other report, I think, from John Heyman was that other teams had offered Nola more money, but he ended up staying with the Phillies. So, you know, seven-year, 172 mil, that sounds like a lot off the bat. I don't – I definitely wouldn't have wanted the Dodgers to give him seven years, um, you know, let alone the $24.5 million a year. But, again, you're going to have to – these days, there's no more, you know, bargains, I guess, or whatever. Like, you're going to have to overpay, in a sense, which may not be an overpay anymore. It may just be what the market is, you know, inflation and everything else. That may just be what the market is now. But, you know, for a guy that is not a bona fide number one, it's a, you know, sizable chunk of change. And, you know, we know what he brings in the postseason. You know, obviously, he's had standout moments for the Phillies the last couple of years in the postseason. And, you know, he's very durable. He honestly, you know, for the regular season, um, you know, I know his ERA and his numbers don't look that great, but, and, and more so I remember last season rather than this season specifically, but 
I believe if you like just pitched him the way most teams pitch players, uh, he would have had a much better ERA because a lot of the runs that he did end up allowing were in that you know six, seven, eighth inning later on into the game when most teams he would have been out of the game already. So, uh, but yeah, Nola off the board and it could start a string of pitching now, you know, starting to market set a little bit. Now guys can kind of be, you know, put themselves up against that market and see what it is. The other part of the pitching market is obviously the trade market. And we talked about Corbin Burns already and, you know, some potential deals with Brendan Adamas or Brendan Yelich or some combination from, from Milwaukee. And now the report, you know, for the Dodgers is that they're talking about Dylan Cease. And, you know, Dylan Cease is young. He has a lot of talent. He young in the sense, you know, 27, young in the sense of he's established, but young. Uh, he has a lot of talent. He's pitched pretty well. He's not a free agent until after the 2026 season or after he has no two more seasons. He has two more seasons under, uh, so he has 2024 and then 2025 and then is a free agent, I believe. So yeah, you look at Dylan season, you know, the numbers obviously are what you're going to look at first. And, you know, he's been pitching now for five over, over five seasons. We'll go over the last three seasons specifically 2021, 2022, 2023. The first thing that stands out is that he's made at least 32 starts in the last three seasons. He's gone 32, 32, 33, leading, having the tie or leading the league in two of those three seasons. He has had a mixed bag in terms of ERA, but he's been a little bit more consistent when it comes to FIP. So in 2021, he had a 391 ERA in 165 innings. In 2022, he had a 2-2 ERA in 184 innings, obviously his best season. He was finished second in, in Cy Young voting that year. And then this past season, he had a 4-5-8 ERA in 177 innings. But when you go to FIP, it's 3-4-1, 3-1-0, So it's under four FIP the last three seasons when he's been able to uh, you know, have full, full, full on 30 starts a year, uh, you know, slightly concerning in a sense is that a strikeout rate has gone down a little bit the last few years. Um, but again, he, he, he's still been good and, you know, 2023 is not tough to judge in the sense of, you know, he's still pitching and pitching is the one thing where, no matter how bad your team is, you can still stand out. Uh, he obviously didn't stand out in that sense. And, you know, defense does still matter. So, you know, you could be on a bad team pitching well, but if your defense isn't good, you know, might not reflect in your numbers, at least in, you know, the numbers that, that we have available, readily available. But he is a guy that he has the arm talent and, you know, he has some issues with walks. Uh, he's led the league in wild pitches two of the last three years. He led the league in walks last year. And, you know, we, we, one, I'm always going to assume if the Dodgers can clean up walks, they haven't really had, 
well, they usually don't have pitchers that allow a lot of walks, but if they do have guys that have struggle with command, for the most part, they've been able to help them out at least a little bit in that sense. Um, you know, when it comes to Dylan Cease, I, I think it, it's hard when the guy's already an established starting pitcher in the major leagues. You know, you don't want to change too much, but you can figure out a little bit to to help out with his command or with his control. Less so command. Well, I guess it's a little bit of both, but more, more control than command. Uh, you, you can help out there, and, and when it comes to it, and and you know, last year his worst year of the last three, but also does playing on a bad team. As a pitcher, you, you can still shine. You know, like I mentioned, but also like how locked in are you when? your team is not winning when your team is kind of a mess when, you know, there's a lot going on You're in last place in a bad division. Like, you know, it, it I don't want to accuse people of not having their full hundred percent, you know, attention and everything else to towards being the best that they can be, but it is tough to be in a losing environment. I would imagine, you know, we've, we've heard multiple players talk about it being in a losing environment. And it's not that you're not trying your hardest. It's just that, it's a different mentality and, and, you know, Cease could step up and, and thrive in a, in a, in a winning environment again. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's very possible when it comes to postseason, he's pitched twice in the postseason. Uh, he hasn't, he didn't do well. Uh, he pitched in, in 2020, uh, he came in in relief and just pitched one inning. Then in 2021, he started a game against Houston, didn't make it out of the second inning, gave up three runs, three walks, two hits, and uh, yeah, was out at, was out after 1.2. So, but that that's not a lot to go off of. I don't think that's anything that's indicative of how he could perform in the postseason. I just think you know he probably Houston's a tough lineup to go against when you're you know back then that was two years ago now so you know, 24 20, or 25 years old uh, and, and only in his third year or first full year as a starter or, you know, or second season, depending on 2020. So, it you know, there's nothing to write home about it. If he doesn't have great postseason success, but he doesn't have enough of a sample size to say, oh, he's not good in the postseason. Obviously, all this comes down to what will it cost. And, you know, as we saw, even in that, well, you know, the the Braves made a trade with the White Sox for Aaron Bummer, and they ended up giving up a bunch of guys. N- nobody, you know, there was value in what the White Sox got for Aaron Bummer, but it was a little bit more of a quantity over quality, which, uh, you know, Aaron Bummer is not uh, Dylan Cease by any means. So it, it would, it's not going to be comparable in that sense, but just a sense of maybe what the White Sox are looking for. And it was – it didn't give much into that. Like, are the White Sox looking to compete? You know, there, there's always windows. Are they looking to compete to make playoffs in 2024 or 2020? Yeah, 2024. I don't think so. Are they looking to make playoffs by 2025, 2026? Maybe. Are they looking beyond that? And, you know, it, it kind of determines what you're going to look for in a package. The good thing for the Dodgers is that they have – kind of no matter what area you're looking for, the Dodgers can find ways to 
make deal with you. You know, obviously they have that the young pitching. I think Victor, not Victor, sorry. I think Bobby Miller is untouchable, but I think any other of the guys are available. Emmett Sheehan, Ryan Pepio, Gavin Stone, you know, Nick Frasso, Landon Neck. I think all those guys would be available to trade. I think Bobby Miller is the only untouchable one. You know, it could cost two of those guys. It could cost one of those guys. I think between Pepio, Sheehan, and Stone, you know, one of those guys, and then if you get down to Frost on Neck, one of those guys, not, you know, not a combination of the top guys, not a combination of the next tier, just kind of one and one. Um, you know, and the other part, the other thing that's good too for the Dodgers is that, you know, what do you want? They can find a way to to get it to you, like, Catcher, the catcher is very, very, you know, a position of depth for the Dodgers in terms of prospects. By MLB pipeline, Dalton Rushing's their number one overall prospect, and Diego Cartaya is number three. Uh, you know, they do have Hunter Fiducia, who's not so much a top prospect, but he's somebody that the Dodgers, like the Dodgers have Will Smith, so they don't need a catcher right now. Uh, so they can deal from the position of strength catcher in order to get, you know, somebody like Dylan Cease. You know, they have another catcher, Tyron Lazano, down a little bit down in the ranks, a number 18 prospect for the Dodgers. And they got, you know, you know Hunter Fiducia's number 29. They got Yiner Fernandez, you know, 26. So they have catchers in the pipeline, plus they have Will Smith. So they don't necessarily need a catcher. If anything, you know, extending Will Smith gives you – Will Smith still has time. You know, he still has two or three more years with the Dodgers. But extending him would be ideal because now it does open up, you know, rushing and Cartaya for potential trade even more so than than already it would have. Um, so if you're looking at, you know, one of the top pitchers, one of the next tier pitchers, one of, you know, Cartaya rushing, you know, that's three pretty solid right there. You probably need a couple more um, and you can go, you know, a, a variety of ways, like I said, depending on what you want. Uh, you know, they have guys in the middle tier that play outfield, that play infield, uh, you know, other pitchers. They're, you know, some of the guys that have been drafted the last couple of years. It's just going to depend on what the White Sox are looking for. But the Dodgers can easily put together a package for Cease and still put together a package for somebody else if they really wanted to. So it, it's going to come down, obviously, to cost. But I think the Dodgers can get it done, and I'd be excited to get Dylan Cease. Obviously, we would have to see what the trade is, but based on the trade that I just laid out, whether it's one of the top three you know, guys that are already pitched in the big leagues, one of the next tier of, of pitchers that the Dodgers have, and one of the catchers, I think I'd be okay with that, especially because we're getting two years out of Cease. So we'll see what happens. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to find us wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. All you got to do is search for Locked On Dodgers. Make sure to subscribe and become an everydayer. All you got to do is listen or watch every day. Pretty simple. We're here for you every Monday through Friday. And now Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 
national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can DM either of us for any questions, comments, or concerns. You can also email us, LockdownDodgers at gmail.com, or send a voicemail or text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, share some more advice by podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.